0: and many more here at RGM we love the support that they offer us and the music loving community around us check them out at scotsmenswear.com here we go welcome to a brand new show the RGM experience podcast Made it through another week together. Ah. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show today. It's very much appreciated. Uh, every person that listens to it, you're part of the family. Kick back. We've got another great guest for you today, ladies and gentlemen, coming up shortly. Spangled. Let's get fucking Spangled. Uh, as they say. Fresh from Isle of Wight Festival. Yeah, coming up in the show. But, but first, we'd, we'd like to just kick back and uh, have a chat. Check in on you all. I'm sure you're all okay. Worry about you sometimes out there. Uh, but you're in good hands uh, for the next hour or so. Kick back and enjoy the podcast. Thanks for joining us, guys. It's showtime. My name's Carl Maloney, the host of The Shingy. That guy from RGM. It's fresh from watching ABBA in London last weekend, ladies and gentlemen. And what an amazing... I don't, There's a lot of like, people... <laughs> I, I bought the tickets thinking it was ABBA originally. And then it turned into, you know, it's going to be a laser show and all this stuff. And people are like, what's that going to be all about? Absolutely amazing, spectacular event down in London. It's it's down near the um, West Ham football ground, the old Olympic Park place. Um, you have to travel down a bit go on tube and all that shit Uh, but you arrive there it's like a purpose built bar and drinking area where you can you know have drinks and food before the gig all class all nice playing Abba songs just getting pissed everybody's having a good time then you go into the arena and it's all it all looks the same I kept getting lost because every bit of it looks the same and it's like a purpose built uh, like wooden walls and stuff so it's like a pop up venue and then you get in there and it's like 3,000 people just loving it and then the light show and it, it, it was fantastic. So, if you're thinking about that, I'd, it comes highly recommended by me. And also, last night I went down to that Night and Day Cafe, in Manchester, to watch Bang Bang Romeo. Um, absolutely fantastic show. There's the we're, <laughs> stars grabbed the audience by the bollocks and just fucking played with them. It, 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 it was amazing to watch, actually. Such stage presence and such a, a personality. Um, just amazing. Just really enjoyed it. A few old friends came out, and old Joe from Pufferfish Press. Um, you know, loads of people out last night. Uh, got a bit lit, worse for wear, but this morning I got up feeling a bit crap and hung over a bit. Went straight to the gym. I know. Good God. Um, but you know, on it. I don't talk about going to the gym on socials and that kind of stuff because it's fucking boring. Um, so I'll stop talking about it now on the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, we're, we're here for another show. And we've got a very busy week of content coming your way on RGM.press as well. Yeah, we've re- we've brought out the uh, and reissued the feature of the, the, the basically the story of the Arctic Monkeys first ever gig uh, in Sheffield I was there uh, my band were playing on the same night uh, so I'm in a good position really to tell the truth about what happened on that day uh, and we've republished it again it's been 19 years since that gig Jesus uh, so yeah we've republished that feature on the website i did get a phone call actually from bbc radio sheffield just asking for um i think we're gonna be doing some filming around the, the anniversary of it a little bit and uh, so watch the space for that and that's that's something brewing there whether it happens or not i don't know but it, it all sounds like a a pleasant way to spend a day and bring some content out for you just celebrating 20 years of the Arctic monkeys We've got a feature on Manchester Comic Con as well. That's got loads of views this week. Like, everybody loves Comic Cons, don't they? Um, I've always been cynical about them, you know, grown men getting dressed up as people. Not my cup of tea. But, uh, a lot of people are right into it. Um, so we've got a feature on that. Uh, you can buy tickets and that on there. There's links and stuff if you're into that stuff. And of course, loads of interviews, features, reviews, festival news is coming as well. Uh, the Crystal Stage in Sheffield are now announcing gigs for their uh, for, for the Fringe at Tramlines uh, lineups. So the, the Fringe is growing now and bubbling, and loads of announcements are, uh, are launched for that. We're going to have a Tramlines Festival preview out very soon. I'm currently working on it, and there's that much that I need to update. Uh, it's can't, just can't wait for Tramlines again this year. So look out for that over the next week or two. And of course, we have a stage at Tramlines on Thursday and Friday at the Fog and Parrot. Um, great bands. Two nights of Avenged, down in Sheffield uh, for the for the fringe. So if you're out about to see our stage. Uh, we've actually got Spangled headlining today's guests, and we talk about that a little bit. Um, got so much time for these lads, and I think you're going to really enjoy this chat that we have with them, ladies and gentlemen. So without further ado. I've given you the update now, we've got through all the, all the spiel. Um, let's crack on with a nice chat, with some lovely boys. Let's get fucking spangled. And I'm here, with three knackered lads that have just got back from ILOI, and, they've been, <laughs> and then they had to start work straight after, and then, thanks for joining us today lads, I know it's been, um, you know, you've, <laughs> you've had a lot on.
1: No worries, man. We're happy to be here. Yeah, cheers, lads. Thank you, thank you. So we've got Ben, Pleasure.
0: Jamie, and Nile with us today. Niall might have to leave; uh, he's on a work break. Uh, if it gets cold, we'll, we, might, we might start with you then, Nile. If that's all right, mate. If you might, yeah, have to, man. If you have to, yeah, go. that's cool. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I know you're fresh from Illois, and I just wanted to go around the room a little bit. I know Nathan can't uh, join us tonight, but we'll start. We'll start with you, Niall. Just tell us about. Let's go right back before Spangled. How did you? get into music when you were a young Niall, just fresh into the world. Talk us through your little journey.
2: So, um, like, my mum and my dad, I think, um, like, they, they're they obviously the ones that, like, your parents are the ones who influence your music taste the most. Yeah. And my mum and my dad's music taste is so, like, diverse and strange that mm-hmm. I think I just adopted the best bits of it. So, like, my mum and dad, like, they really, like, heavy metal, uh, goth, punk, oh. and they're both massive, like, Joy Division fans as well. So I think that's where I picked up on,
3: mm.
2: on how much, like, they've had a massive influence on my music, uh, the way that I, I write bass lines and do music and stuff. And I think, like, even just like, you know, you m- like, just listening to the the radio with your mum and your dad and them singing along to a song and you're like, oh, I quite like that.
0: Yeah.
2: And, uh, yeah, I think that's sort of, that's sort of it, you
0: know? Yeah. So did you just, did you just treat yourself to a bass amp at one point? Because I know when you start a band, sometimes you can end up playing an instrument you never imagined just because a band needs that kind of instrument. Uh, what we're about yeah. like to do now.
2: Um, yeah, I, I, I started playing bass because I was like 16. I'd just gone through what I thought was the Biotin. worst breakup I'd ever go through. Oh, sorry. Star <laughs> so <I> was like... <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't okay. 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 um yeah so i was just like i need a complete change in personality i'm gonna get really into music okay and then i started watching like little little punk bands and stuff and seeing guys play bass and play it terribly i think i can do so much better than that so i decided that that's the instrument that i wanted to pick up and what, what do you mean by little punk band like, I just see, no, like, little little ones, like, because you'd go to, like, the little, like, you'd go to Atma and that, and right. you'd see, like, a, a new punk band every night, right. and you'd see it, and you'd just be like, yeah, I can do that. Like, I think that was sort of my main influence, was, like, I can do that.
0: And we were you right into music at school and all that kind of stuff, even before that? No, nah, I, I didn't care at all <laughs> okay until I was...
2: Like, until I was 16, like, it's music funny, it? was
0: just background
2: to me. But yeah. I don't know if something switched and then all of a sudden it's it's all I can think about nowadays. Yeah.
0: Go on then, Ben, lead singer of the band. Talk, talk us I, how it all happened for you, mate.
2: I wish I had some sick
3: superior origin story, but I, I'm literally like, now I was 16, I was 18. So I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't even really give one about music at all. So, I mean, I liked. I like hip hop and I like grime and that was what I was into. And then for some reason on one magical, faithful night, I just started drinking. Right. And <laughs> I was like, turn 18. And then I just like, I, I went to, you know, 42s a club in, in Manchester with my mates. And I just remember not knowing the words to any of the tunes there. I remember thinking like, all right, cool. And then you find yourself the next morning, like just, listening to more indie tunes and then like uh, that's basically how it is I've, I've got indie friends who i just sort of like who just sort of got me on it and um yeah i latched onto it from there
0: those indie boys and, uh,
3: yeah that's it pretty much and i was just like i was like the outcast of it and now i'm like in an indie band and they're just still <laughs> still getting chunked to like the, the tunes and i'm just there like hello it's funny isn't it when you <laughs> like
0: you know you know this band's created so far no, Nathan's. Uh, Jamie's going to give us his story in a bit, but um, it's it's funny that you, you weren't writing, to, you weren't like it, weren't written. Music grabbed you at some point in your life. It's a passionate. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a thing. Music and it? It, it grabs you and it you can't yeah, it never let's go. That's it.
3: It just knocks on the door and it you does, open it and you're like, hello. <laughs> and it, so, I invite it? him in for a brew and me and music we're just like two peas in a pod now. Yeah, man.
0: <laughs> <a porter. laughs> And Jamie, tell us about yours and Jamie, lad
1: mine started a bit further back I was probably like eight or nine and I was here we my go someone
0: born into music here we go let's
1: have the full story <laughs> mate I was questioning dad a drum kit for ages and ages mm. but they obviously decided that was really loud and they, they heard that these amplifiers could be switched off and then it'd mm. be really quiet so they they ended up getting me uh, a guitar like one Christmas and then that was it then uh, up until that point though I'd still have, like a keen interest in music um I sort of remember hearing Bohemian Rhapsody for the first time when it was, like, five or six on, like, this old crappy radio, and mm. it was like a cassette. And I remember listening to it and thinking, how oh, someone come up with this? It just sounded like nothing I'd ever heard in my life before. And it was sort of from, like, that point onwards that I was sort of obsessed with music. And I've gone through, like, loads of phases of, like, in different styles, different bands and um, stuff like Like, when I was growing up, I liked a bit of The Darkness, Queen, fans like that, like more the hard rock t- stuff. And like liked ACDC, Black Sabbath. And then when I was a teenager, I was really into Hendrix. Um, and then towards like the sort of later teen years is when Ben and his family got me into like the Stone Roses, believe it or not. And at that point, I was like, yeah, this yeah, is everything. for
0: me. It's funny, isn't it? I've, I've always fancied the piano, but it's too hard for me, mate. I had to, I had to, stick, to, <laughs> I had to stick to rhythm guitar because it's quite easy.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, the piano is a, a different beast. And I can't really play that on the map when I'm trying to do a song yeah. and I'm just pressing keys. I'm like, yeah, let's give it a go. And then I, then I trick myself into thinking, I can probably play that in real life. And then I get in front of it, like a keyboard. And I'm like, mm, nah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> well, it's, 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 I like to know the, the origins of a band and how you thought about yeah. music. I, I first started, my dad used to play, uh, a cornet in a brass band then i then I, I was told my lips weren't right to play the cornet cause I, want, <laughs> I wanted to follow him and play the same instrument thing because it's a cool little thing uh, but i ended up doing a tenor on which it's not really a cool instrument to walk about is that, is
1: that the big boy but is that it, the fat it's like the massive not it's one. not like one
0: of the big umpire things it's like oh it's like in between it ah yeah, yeah. so I, I went on to that i could read music for one uh, i used to read music in a brass band which were interesting and then got to fifteen, sixteen. I just wanted to play the guitar. Then I just like oh, the vibe like... of a guitar. Oh, Wait, I thought
1: hornet.
3: I thought hornet was a wasp. Is that hornet?
0: <laughs> <a> big... <laughs> hornet, see on it, mate. Hornet, hornet. Like like yeah, like an ice cream thing, like a cornet. But it's one of them, like like oh. a horn. It's a bit like a horn. Do it,
3: do it. Right, right. I thought you said hornet. Oh
0: my god, a wasp. <laughs> <laughs> So how did the how did the band come together then? How, just talk us through the mechanics of um, you lot getting together?
3: Well, um, it all started when Jamie. Well, Jamie was in another band uh, when we were in school. What was the band name?
0: Uh, what was the band name? It, oh, well, it,
3: it was it was the, the Queen Anne's Revenge. It was a
1: very like hard <laughs> rock type band. We, we sort of thought that we were Guns it. and Roses, but we weren't.
0: Okay,
3: <laughs> and um. They were rubbish. And
1: um, we went to <laughs> I went to one
0: of their
3: gigs. <laughs> I went to one of their gigs. Again, like this is before I was into music. And yeah. I, I think we were like 17, 18. And um I was just there to heckle Jamie, really. But yeah. like I was there with my friend and we were just watching him. And I just remember thinking like I could probably do a better job than like looking at the front man as well, thinking like <laughs> he's not even doing anything. He's just yeah. stood there like, just, like he's just it was no offence, but it was Sharky and Jamie. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. But you're in a better place now, man. I'm here. Don't worry, Benji's here. um And then me and Jamie, I think that ended within like a year, didn't it, or, or something? I don't know the ins and outs. I've been doing it a couple, a couple of years with him, uh, but it sort of like came
1: to
0: its natural conclusion. Oh, we're just going to ask, how did it end then? It, it,
1: no, it, it wasn't like we got no, into like a bar story. fight and then the uh, teeth were knocked out. No, no, it was just like everyone. I, kick the I <laughs> <in> the room, <laughs> yes. kicked the door down.
3: I burst through the door down and like get out. Oh, <laughs> um Me and Jamie were like at the pub one day, and um, sort of, like you know when you're like a few pints deep, and mm-hmm. then you just go, "We should start a band." Like we should start a band. And mean. then, um, like, do you reckon you could be a frontman? I was like, yeah. Um <laughs> He's like, do you reckon you could sing? And I was like, probably, I've never tried. Um, and then he came around to, uh, to my house with a little acoustic and we had a little jam. Um, and my voice was shocking, it turns out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I knew I could like develop that. It was just a muscle in it, so you just train it. Mm. Um, and then we thought we'd go to a studio. And once we got into the studio and we got like a little jam session going, we were like, we should definitely get an actual band. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, get some more members going. And then, um, yeah, and then we obviously met uh, Nathan, who I think Jamie already knew from yeah, jamming yeah. with a, another band or something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, Niall, we know Nile from, like, a mutual friend. And he uh, he rocks up and based our socks away.
0: <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> how, how, created. How did you find people. it, joining, joining like, two people that knew each other, Nile? How did you find it, mate?
2: Oh, mate, first time I joined, I thought I'd made a terrible mistake.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like,
2: the, the jokes that these guys make are stupid. <laughs> but once you, you find it, like, I think... You have to to really,
0: all that bullshit, do you?
2: Yeah. Okay. But it's, they're just the stupidest, not funny jokes. <laughs> but then as soon as you start appreciating the jokes, then the whole band really fit, you know what I mean? You
1: know what I mean? We could we could talk in a different language to you today, Carl, if we really wanted to. And it would make sense to us. Yeah. But it would not make a single bit of sense to you.
3: <laughs> yeah, our pro- our producer Gareth, um last time with him, he was like, When I first met you guys, I thought you were like <laughs> quoting films, but it turns out you're just not
0: playing <laughs> <just waffling laughs> <that> language. <laughs> well let, let, tell us something, right, I wanna go around the room a little bit. So I'll start with you now, just in case. Um, tell us something about each member that you discovered after joining the band. So now you have to pick Ben and Jamie and then we'll move around. Okay. So
2: I discovered that after being in a band with Jamie for three years, I still don't actually know what he does for a living. <laughs> <laughs> He's told me, but I just don't get it. Um, I've discovered that Nathan is a very delicate soul and a lovely boy, but my God, does he get on my nerves sometimes. (laughs) Um, And I've discovered that Ben's sense of humour is the worst and best sense of humour in the world.
0: Okay. Good answers. Good answers. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. Go on.
3: Um, Well, I've learnt about Nathan. Um, he's actually um, a bit of a crackhead, right? And he, um... <laughs> I wasn't expecting that.
2: <laughs> um,
3: he loves monster energy drinks and uh, he doesn't stop drinking them like constantly, monster energy drinks. And every time we see him, he's just, ah, oh, he's got a monster energy drink. <laughs> and, like, you know, when you see bands like how oh, they drink beer all the time, yeah. that's him, but with monster energy drinks. <laughs> And it's like it's just not a good combo sometimes. Yeah, boring. Like, and he's very like, hi guys," and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's a good lad still." Um, i alright. So the Jamie one's a bit harder because I knew Jamie before the band.
0: Okay.
3: Um, so since probably since joining the band, what well, I'll tell you what I have learned is he loves walking slow when we've got to go somewhere quick. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Oh
2: my god!
3: <laughs> he's always like three miles behind. Like, look at him, and he's just like just got a blank face, and he's like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> like, right taking the, I'm taking the scenery in, man. That's, what, that's all I'm doing.
1: Taking the scenery in.
0: <laughs> Watching the world goodbye. <laughs> Go on then, Jeremy, you'll give us yours for those two.
1: Uh, you've already covered most bases. Like, like with Ben, I already knew most there yeah. is to know about Ben before joining the band, but um, it, it was nice to discover as well that he was is determined as I was to try and do something with the band. Mm. Cause it, when I first started it, I thought, oh yeah, I'll give it a few weeks and then Ben will be like, nah, not for me. Not us." No. Mm. Whereas he's just like, he's just thrown himself all the way in, which is nice to see. Um, yeah. I've discovered that Niall is far more talented than I've ever been, which is it in <laughs> itself. Um, I
2: don't know if that's true.
1: And, and Nathan, it, I just have to sort of like echo what uh, Niall said. He's like the most gentle giant on the planet. Mm. Like when you first meet him, he's like this six footer, and you look at him, you think yeah. he's gonna
0: kick the shit out of me. But then he's just like, "Come here, give me a hug." You know, <laughs> yeah. I think, if it, I so, think yeah. when when I, when I had Spangled on one of the really early gigs of uh, RGM, when we had you on a few times, I think yeah. I, I think Nathan was the first one to arrive once, and he was just this big, um, big ginger m- character. Stood in front of you, and I'm just like, Hello, you okay, are you, are, you, are you with the band? You know, when you when you meet with you, sometimes when you have a band on, you, you've not met them in face to face or you've just seen them on Facebook, so you don't really know exactly what they're all going to look like. So it's just like, Yeah, I'm not going to help you, sir. I just thought you were a bouncer or something like that. And he's like, No, <laughs> no I'm with the band, okay, yeah. Here we go.
1: It, <laughs> yeah, it's so nice as long as you don't yeah. cross him. If you yeah. cross him, then you may as well be six feet under. Well, he proper <laughs> his back
0: last time, and then he was still playing drums and going for it. Is this back yeah, right? Yeah. I worry about
2: it. Uh, he's very injury prone. Okay. Yeah, there's he a new injury before every gig and after every gig. <laughs> my,
1: Michael Owen is the Michael Owen of the band. He's just, he's <laughs> <whatever he> is just out every few weeks.
0: Love it. Love it. Well, I, I always talk about on this podcast the journey of a band and that kind of stuff. and I, And I know where my place is within yeah. the industry, and it's always going to be at grassroots levels, and it's always going to be at a stage when a band's probably just starting out or they're just doing gigs and they're not there's no real structure behind the band and that's kind of when I came across Spangled weren't it when was the oh, first yeah, gig yeah. that we did it. it was a long time ago
1: yeah it, it, it would have been like the back end of 2019 or something like that which was just after we sort of got going and um, I spoke to what it was sort of like a friend of a friend The guy called mm. uh, Matthew Buckley and he's, in, he's the drummer from the Cobra sets and I said we've just started and we need mm. we need to get some gigs. Do you know anyone? And you, your name was that one of the first ones that popped up mm. and then it just sort of like it went from there. So it, it's nice to sort of see other people like from the Manchester sort of scene that sort of like gives you a shout and basically like if you want to start somewhere like RGM's a good place to start.
0: It's, it's it, it's you've kind of got to I don't know, it's weird. I don't like the word word promoter, but we do promote gigs and we do sell tickets and we do try and put on a show, so it is what it is. Um, The word promoter doesn't sit right with me because I just just want to, it's another arm of RGM, putting gigs on and meeting bands and going out and discovering new bands, which is what the magazine's all about as well. Yeah. And I kind of think some promoters can get a bit above themselves quite quick after they've had a successful gig and think they're going to, I don't know, start selling out Deaf Institute or bigger venues and that kind right. of thing straight away and, and then start, I don't know, getting a bit weird about it all. But I, I just like to, and I'm, and I'm going to stop in my right. little place, the grassroots level, like bands like you were at the time, just helping them get to the next level. And because yeah. I, I don't think there's enough of us doing that. At
1: the minute, oh yeah, definitely. Without people like you and others, it's just it's it's hard for people to, to get started, and mm-hmm. you need those kind of people who they're just in it to like see the new bands and trying to help people out. Um, yeah. We've been lucky in that regard, like we've come across people like yourself and a few others as well that they've just got like the best intentions with new bands, yeah. which is which is what you want, really.
0: Yeah, you don't want these businessmen, do you? Getting involved? No,
1: I hate corporate people with a passion.
0: They're hard work. Hard work. Yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, well, it, well thanks for giving us a little bit of insight with uh, who introduced you to me. I didn't realise it with the cover sets lads and I've, I've, had, I've had a strong relationship with them over the years. We have, we've had them on in Sheffield with, um, when they were unheard of really. Had them on at Frog and Parrot a few times and then uh, a few little gigs in the, the castle as well before the you know, started selling out gigs in five minutes yeah, yeah. in Manchester. So, it, so, <laughs> it, so I, I like the fact that bands like The Corvets, bands like you guys, now that are proper, you're selling out gigs in Manchester yeah. and you know spreading your wings further afield. I just, I like that. I like the work we do there. You know, it, it, it's you've got, you've got to pat yourself on the back sometimes. And I think, yeah, I, I like being in this in, in the space where we are. It suits what we're trying to do at RGM. I think we are, we are. You know, be a bit being too sycophantic about it all.
1: Yeah, definitely. It, it's like an nice asshole community unit. Everyone, mm. everyone helps each other.
0: That's what it's all about. Yeah, and and you guys were on the last gig we did just before pandemic. I, th- I think everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, this virus is about something's going to kick off," and it were on the <laughs> Friday before all the venues closed down. I think one of my last gigs. Ah, yes. We had you guys on Rosellas, and and they and they're just proper going for yeah. it and all out there another another band that are just amazing and just you know yeah uh cracking on so yeah just i, I just appreciate the relationship lads I, I, I don't uh and i just like watching you go to that next level now which is you know you've got a strong relationship with this feeling you're doing your headlining my tram lines gig in sheffield you're getting out of yeah. town How does it feel for you guys now you now there's a bit of progression and things are moving a little bit for you
3: I think I think for us it was always sort of like it, it. Not to sound rude, but it was no, it was not a surprise. You know I mean, we mm. we've always had that ambition to that we're sort of going to get to a certain level, and we we get the sense when we're together like it's, it's not if it's when mm. for us now. Um, especially now we get the ball rolling, and we're constantly just as a band we just get better and better. Literally, like every not even every year every six months we just find ourselves writing better tunes and just coming up with just better ways to like sort of entertain people and this like yeah this just feels like natural progression now right I don't think any of us feel out of place or anything we're all pretty much still in our comfort zone. I think one
0: area where you where you've excel and is the performance side of it compared to when i saw you really at the beginnings of it and now you're just like climbing stuff all over the place just like proper high <laughs> kicks and all that kind of stuff you just you, you, yeah. you put on such a an amazing and uh, amazing show up there it's great to see you blossom as well as a personality
3: yeah yeah well you, yeah thank you but well, uh, you become accustomed to sort of expressing yourself in certain ways and hmm. if if someone's paying money to come and Seals, then they're getting a show. Do you know what I mean? Like I said, they're not going to get someone who's just stood there, like spangled on, about that spangled about energy and about bringing, like, putting a smile on people's faces. And that's what we've done since we started, and that's what we'll do until the end.
2: Yeah.
0: How's it feel for you, Niall? Honestly,
2: it's just it's like since joining, I was like, I can feel that this is not just going to sort of burn out. And then nothing mm-hmm. will come of it. Like I had a feeling that this one was probably going to be quite a special like group. And like, I've, I've, I've never been more right in my life, you know? <laughs> um,
0: As he swigs a can of monster.
2: It's, it's just one of them where it's like, it just feels right. Yeah. It, like everything we do feels like 100% the right step in the right direction. And, We've, I mean, we've, we've made mistakes, but I don't think they're like anywhere near as sort of big or, you know, as, as, as impressive as the amount of progress we've made in such a, in actually what is such a short time that we've been together. In what way like, do you nothing, mean by a mistake? Well, I mean like nothing major, just like, you know, when you, you, you do something, you look back on it you just like uh, probably would have done that a bit different. Mm.
3: Yeah, there was a, even like Isla white Jamie got stuck in the toilet. I for
1: um, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
0: Perfect. <laughs> Let's have the you full know, story, did... please, boys. The full story.
1: I don't even know how, how it happened. I must have chosen the only one with a latch on the outside. Who puts a latch on the outside of a portal anyway? Like, what kind of psychopath is that? Like, I went back the next day and I looked at them all. And I said, there's literally one with a latch on the outside. None of the others had it. But for whatever reason I stumbled in there and, and just went toilet as you do and then I went to get out and the door wouldn't move. I was like, It's a bit weird. And then I just kept <laughs> pressing against it and then I could see like through the gap in it, like the latch had like, just shut itself like from the outside. Where it, it one of all out.
0: Where it one y'all lot.
1: Well, I don't know, like in my head I was like, is is one of the boys just like snuck up behind me and locked <laughs> me in here? Or is has the toilet just like chosen violence today and just shut itself on me? So I was in there for like 10 minutes. I don't want to cause a scene because I'm not kind of, I don't like sort of causing a fuss or anything. So I just sort of like quietly sat there, like anxiety building, like I'm fucking stuck in this toilet and no, and no one's coming to save me. Ben's got like 10 missed calls. He's batting. He's not looking at his phone. Niall's the same. I've texted him multiple times, that like help let me out of here. <laughs> then like 15 minutes later, someone finally opens the door and it's like some 10 year old girl is just like oh my god she's like she shits herself because she's like what the fuck is this person doing just standing (laughs) in front of the door of the toilet I'm like oh my god thank you so much I've been stuck in there for ages (laughs) yeah that was that it was the most horrendous 50 minutes of the festival uh,
3: me and and Alan Nathan have perfectly good alibis for that um, story so we were actually we were actually just elsewhere (laughs) 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 We weren't locking any doors, any toilet doors from the outside.
0: There's no way but, I can prove or disprove that either, mate, that that's just how it's going to be, isn't it, that story?
3: Just the it way is. it is. <laughs> it's just the magic of festival season.
0: <laughs> <it>? <laughs> <laughs> so tell it to Isla I White, we might we touched on it there. So just tell us about um, how it was this year.
2: It was, I think, I, I, I mean, I'm just going to speak for myself. I can't speak for everyone. But for me, this year was more than a gig. It was like a tribute, and it was yeah. it was like a landmark in all of our lives. Because obviously what happened last year, like, we knew that if we were going back, we were going to make it the best show that we could possibly make it. And I think we achieved that honest, We, did, we yeah.
1: did pretty good. I
2: think it's the
1: first time um, like, I get nervous before gigs but this was definitely the most nervous I've ever been for anything. Like yeah. was, when we played like um, the Academy 2 with the Ks, that was great, that was just, it, and there was like 900 people there, and we just ran on the stage and it was great. Whereas this time, it, I don't know, it, it was more nerves than what they normally would be. And I think that'll be like out of all the gigs we ever do, that'll always be the most nervous I've been, because it just meant more than the other ones that, that we've done.
3: Yeah, definitely, man. It felt like like we knew, we knew it was obviously our first headliner, But at the same time, we were like, <laughs> right, okay, this is like everyone. Not only was did we know it was a tribute to our dad, but it'd been set in everyone else's head as well. Like this is a tribute to Ben's dad. Yeah. Like, the, like this performance now. Like, there's a lot. There's not a lot riding on it, but there's there's going to be a lot of emotion coming out of it. And people, and we knew people were expecting an emotional performance. And we we're not used to that. We used to people expecting high, like sort of octane energy which is what I got anyway. But at the same time, there was that sort of, that was, that emotion was underneath it. And I think it came out, especially in Good Life Better as well. Mm. I think it sort of hit home for a few of us. And um, yeah, no, it was really like, it was emotional. And like I said, it was good to pay tribute. And um, yeah.
0: Yeah, man. So, um, you know, just looking back over the festival and, you know, what happened last year, it's been mentioned and, you know, uh, it, it, are you comfortable mentioning what happened to people that might not know about the story, Ben, or do you want to leave it? It's quite, yeah. It's completely, what, whichever way you want to go with it, mate.
3: Yeah, yeah. So um, we were at the festival last year and my dad was the roadie. So my dad drove us to the festival. Um, we were playing the same stage. We were playing this feeling stage at Isle of Light, And we did the gig on the Saturday. And then that Saturday night, my dad passed away in his sleep. Um, so we've all uh, me, Niall and Jamie went out to enjoy the festival and then we've come back to so sort of the news that my dad uh, my dad had died and it was sort of obviously it was shocking for all of us but um, yeah no it was a pretty traumatising experience and I think we had mm-hmm. that sort of in the back of our minds as well going back to the Isle of Wight Festival this year we were like "Well, we've been once and it was like the most traumatic experience of all of our lives and we're coming back nine months later to headline. And it's sort of like that rests on your head. Like we weren't—I don't think we any of us were expecting to have as good a time as we had. We were sort of expecting, like, like say, like raw emotion and sort of like just to be in our feelings all the time. But it wasn't that—that wasn't the case at all. Like as soon as we got in the car and the sun was shining, the tunes were playing. It was literally like, and we got to the island, and that sort of that dull sense that was there on the Sunday that we left. And sort of that emptiness wasn't there anymore. It was sort of yeah. a sense of like new beginnings rather than something ending. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, and I, everything we do, every, every gig we do in my head is a tribute to my dad because he was yeah. he was our biggest fan. He, he came was. to every gig anyway. So I still see him there. But instead of being in the crowd now, I sort of get a sense that he's on stage with me. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's enjoying it just as much as the rest of us are.
0: at at the time we reached out you know really sorry about your loss just being in the band did it help you like work through everything after you know such a tragedy to happen to you did did, did the band help yeah
3: yeah so i'm uh there's there's obviously there's two ways you can go in there you can either like sort of lie down and let the world swallow you up or just carry on going in an upward direction and it, I, it was never going to be the, the first option for me. Do you know what I mean? I was never, I'm not that type of person. So yeah. I always need something to like focus on and, and keep me busy. And the band helped me do that. And the fact that his last day was watching us at play a major festival. And just to see how, how proud he was, it was sort of like, I understood the assignment. Do you know what I mean? And it was yeah. sort of, it was very, it's very, a very wholesome death. Um, if you like. And that's like, I say I carry that with me um, everywhere we go.
0: Yeah, well, well said, mate. And um, just moving forward a little bit there. So, so, the band, you know, just over the last twelve months, just from you know last year, it's pretty much bang on a year since I went like last year, you've start you've you've grown so much as a band, and I've seen physically that growth develop into being more professional as a band, doing EPs, doing music videos, or everything that comes out as well. You look like you have a lot of fun when you're doing these music video lads. Am I right?
3: Yeah. We have a lot of fun every time we meet up, to be honest cool. with you. Um, but, but yeah, the studio
1: is the studio is a lot of fun. We, we really enjoy that. Like yeah. we just go to Wigan, we see guys. So as see, see guys, it's just there's pure love on his his face, Is like the boys are back. Yeah. And then we go <laughs> out, we get some pies, we get some red stripes, and then we just crack on and just make the wackiest tunes that we can make. And that's what that's what I love about it. I think, I like as well that our um, like, sound live as well as, like, energetic and raw, like, we, we we throw, like, this kitchen sink at, like, what we're doing in the studio, but then when we do it live, it's, there's no sort of, like, jiggery-pokery involved, it's just, like, it's just guitars, bass, drums and vocals, like, it just, it just hits hard, like, there's not, there's not as many bands out there anymore where there's not really that many electronics involved, like, they all tend to have, like, a little bit of, I don't know, like, some keyboards or like uh, pads and synthesizers and stuff in the background, which obviously we use like in the studio because it, it helps fill the sound out and it adds a bit of energy to it. Whereas when we do it live, I just love how raw it is and it's just bare bones like rock and roll. When
0: I, when I got it's sent beautiful. the EP, which I, which I love, I thought it's <clears> going to have a lot more production in this one because it's all like themed around space and stuff in it. So I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah here we go. They're going to, there's going to be like loads of different stuff going on, and they're in like you said, Jamie. It's yeah. just like a uh, you know, it, it's just it, it. It's just the band. <laughs> there's no like you say, jiggly yeah. poker. There's no like massive production on it or anything like that. But where where did like the space themey vibe come from? Where's is that?
1: Oh, we love it. it. Me and Ben bloody love space. Like, oh, right. it's it's just a wonderful, wonderful place, and it's so. <laughs> it you know you just can't comprehend it. Do, How wait?
3: How do you know you've <laughs> never been? <laughs> <laughs> There and you'll blow up. No, like, no, oh, cool. space is wonderful, is it? Is, it scares the bloody daylights out of me. Um,
0: <laughs> would you go if Elon Musk Musk said, "Right, we're ready to take people to Mars now"? Would you Would you go on it if you could hundred
3: percent. Oh, You'd go. To, uh, we'd have to get like a few crates of red stripe. I think. Yeah. No, that, that's like a
1: hell of a long journey. Like that. That's months. But yeah, that. Imagine. imagine so, what, so would you go to space though. or not?
3: If. I'd go to space if these lads went.
0: <laughs> oh. I'd, I'd <laughs> go to space. Niall, what? He's not bothered. I know Niall. Oh, oh,
2: oh wait, Niall's going. No, I'm not going. half <laughs> <Our best. laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry, boys, but I've got to go.
0: Niall, mate. All the best, pal. Speak oh, um, soon. Nile. I'll see you. It's out of been bed. an
2: absolute delight, Carl. You're welcome, <laughs> <see> mate. Boys.
0: <laughs> see you in a waggy. Bye there. Well. Waggy.
1: waggy, waggy, waggy. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> Niall's just off to work the work of caught him but, um so yeah Nathan would you go to space and I didn't quite catch you. your reply there.
1: that me or Ben uh,
0: you okay uh, yeah uh, <laughs> so Jamie you sorry I'll keep saying wrong name
1: no nah, it's all right man uh yeah I'd definitely go to space it, it, it'd scare me as well but it, I just feel like it's so weird and wonderful <laughs>
3: Normal like during the takeoff thing, like the, the like, like, I just wouldn't be like there for it, Joey. I'd be like, no, 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 yeah. no. And I feel like it's, it's like an airplane. As soon as you're comfortable and you're in like a steady pace, I'll be like, oh, I was
0: easy. Have you or, done like, things yeah. like skydives and or out like that before you too? Have you done out like that?
1: Oh,
3: um, no. I fell off a big curb when I was in America. <laughs> um, I don't think i was yeah. Yeah, I roll my ankle you in Hollywood I, over there, aren't they?
0: Like, <laughs> in America, it, the
3: curbs yeah. are, like, hot and rocky.
0: Yeah, but it's not space, mate.
3: <laughs> uh, I, 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 I don't know, mate. Well, Isn't it? <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> good, good challenge. Good challenge. Um, space, space is just one big American curb. <laughs> ah, okay, fair, enough, fair enough. So what's coming up for Spangle, then, um, at the minute? Just talk us through... Obviously, you'll probably have stuff that you can't talk about, but is there anything that you can talk about and mention? And um, I'm just interested to know what's coming next, that's all. Uh,
1: We've got um, got Sheffield in a few weeks with you guys, which we're buzzing for.
0: Trauma line's fringe from Parrot.
1: There there it is, beautiful. Um, We've also got Why Not uh, with this feeling again, so we're buzzing for that. Nice. and then we've got uh, Beat Herder as well in a couple of weeks, which I think is up in like Lancashire or something. And um, we've never we've never been there before, and that's another festival that we're gonna to get to play. So it's nice that we've got this is the first time like we've managed to do like a couple of festivals in a row. And mm. um, which again, it's like another sort of stepping stone for us as a band. So it'd be nice to crack on and do all them throughout the summer.
0: And I, love then, I love festivals, the- but the timing out so much. I've got to have like. I've got to have, like, another week off work after they just...
1: Oh. Yeah, tell me about it, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, should, I, I wish I wish had
3: holidays to put this week off.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: I think, I think we're all still sort of, like, yeah. emotionally coming down for a while, like... like. Yeah, definitely.
2: <laughs> definitely. The weather yeah, was looks,
1: so good. The weather was beer-drinking weather.
0: And did you see Friends of the Podcast, uh, Sam Shiner and Megan Wynn and all the oh, gang? All right.
3: Oh, we saw all of the above. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the, in Any stories you can tell us about them? Uh, well, the, like the ones you named, Sam Shiner is just the salt of the earth. I absolutely love it to pieces. I love the hats, man. I'd, like, I was <laughs> saying to her, like, how many hats? I imagine, like, she just walk through the doors and there's just hats, like, everywhere. Like, that's how I imagine, <laughs> like, Sam's house to be. But she's always there. and She's always, like, buzzing and, like, happy to see us. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I, I, I love Sam's pieces and um megan's just a little gem she's like a she's like a pocket singer <laughs> she's so small i just want to i just want to boop her on the
0: nose um I, I, I love the community around this feeling people because uh, when we had you on at uh, gulliver's megan came to the gig and it was the first time i'd met megan in real life and said hello and that kind of stuff it's just great to see everybody supporting each other in it
1: oh yeah De- definitely um There's loads of bands, like one of our favourites from this feeling sort of circle as well, like Fitzroy, Fitzroy Holt. We had a great time with them as well. Whoa,
3: whoa, whoa. Did you say one of our favourites? One of our favourites. Me favourite. Fitzroy Holt. Fitzroy Holt are the uh, best people ever. (laughs) There, (laughs) I said it. In, In what way? They're just like, just a bunch of absolute Head cases, and I, and I love them to pieces. They're, they're so like musically talented as well. Like, I need to get involved like with this band. You just start speaking to them, and they're just like normal Brummy people who are just like tripping on mushrooms, and you're like, What? <laughs> <laughs> and then they like out of nowhere, they just go on stage, and it's just like, What? Wow, okay. <laughs> and then we've been every time we've seen it as well, we've been on after them so we've been like, right, We gotta follow this, but okay. <laughs> and we just give it more beans because, like, why not? But, um, no, yeah, we absolutely love Fitzroy Alton's pieces. Yeah.
0: yeah. Any other highlights or bands that you saw over uh, over the festival that we can shout out and share the love and tell people to invest in?
1: Oh, ah, yeah. um I'll, I'll, go, I'll go and I'll, I'll let Ben give one as well in case i yeah. Nick is. Um I think you did a podcast with him a while back, The Assist. Um, yes. They were, they were really good. Mm. Like I didn't expect that like, because I'd, I'd not listened to their music properly, but mm. like, live they were proper on it. They were really good. So, enjoyed them.
0: Nice.
3: Um, them. I mean, I, we touched on him before, but Rosellas, again, they were there. Yeah. I love watching Rosellas every time I see them. I think the tunes are really cool. Yeah, like, they're just really cool band, aren't they? Um, the Chase yeah. as well. The Chase, mm-hmm. proper upbeat, sort of proper upbeat vibe with the Chase. Great bunch of lads. Um, another, a dark horse as well. Is that Ruby J? Ruby J? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Saw Ruby jay didn't you yeah like she's really good man <laughs> I, I was like <laughs> some, some girl got on stage with a guitar and then all of a sudden everyone in the tent like everyone in the tent was like who is this because like she's really good <laughs> and um yeah and then we got to we got chatting to her afterwards and she was she was absolutely sound um but there's so many this feeling like honestly god like there's, there's so much talent that just goes on in that small tent yeah. But you just to like, you can't, it's hard to pick and choose a few, do you know what I mean?
0: No, I get it, I get it, lads, and we really appreciate you spending this evening, even though you're knackered after of White. I know I get it, <laughs> but it just shows that determination in the band just to get stuff done, and, you know, even though you're knackered and you can't be asked, you've had work and that straight after of White, you're still, <laughs> you're still cracking, lads, and I just really appreciate you as a band, that you're out there in the world, just cracking on. Can't wait to see what's coming up for the band as well. And obviously, if you're going to be in Sheffield for tram lines on the Friday, come down to fucking parrot, Spangled. Let's get Spangled in Sheffield, eh? Absolutely. That's it. And
3: <laughs> I bring, bring a spare pair of socks as well because we're about to blow them off.
0: Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right, you spoiled it. You did all right all the way through the interview then and then you, you've spoilt it there, Ben, just with just with your rubbish humour. <laughs> I hope wait, you're wait, proud wait, of I've yourself. Got,
3: I've, I've got one more thing to say about cool. Isla White. You know, you can't um, run past the tents. Wait, I've said that wrong. You can't run there. You can only run because it's past tent. <laughs>
0: oh, dear. <laughs> right.
3: We can do this all night, Carl.
0: Let's just keep it quiet,
1: Jimmy.
3: Sorry.
0: tumbleweed. <laughs> I said it. I know. I'll, I'll, I'll edit it in, it in some uh, tumbleweeds. We,
3: rewind? <laughs> we redo the podcast? Because I don't know that correctly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> lads really appreciate your time uh, is there anything else you want to share with, this, with the fans of Spangled just before we let you crack off and get on with your evening and uh, do whatever you need to do
3: ben. Um, no not really just like keep listening to our tunes and stay Spangled my dudes yeah man, yeah, man. Um, and thanks for having us as well Carl I've been wanting to speak
1: to you for ages and we'll we'll definitely Need a couple of pints in Sheffield yes. when we come to the Frog and Parrot.
0: It will be done. It will be done, fellas. It will be done. Oh, it shall. Um, <laughs> cracking lineup. Uh, we've got you headlining OVs. Um, can't wait to push a pint in front of you both in a month or so's <laughs> time. And yeah, good luck with everything. Good luck getting through this week and then, you know, cracking on with the world. And we'll uh, see Carl. you soon. Cheers, lads. Cheers, Carl. Nice. Well, well, cheers, mate. Nice Thanks, lads. Love them, love them, boys. love them boys. Yeah, as we mentioned during the interview and before, Spangled our headline in the RGM live stage at Tramlines Fringe Festival uh, in the end, of, back end of July. Can't remember the dates, I'm useless, but it's during Tramlines weekend, you know, and it's, it's not hard to find out. Uh, yeah, Frog and Parrot is the place to be, Spangled. Amazing time. Uh, thanks for joining us for another chat with. Lovely people within the grassroots music industry. Very much appreciated you joining us today. If you're brand new, thanks for listening. Have a look in the archives. We've got loads of great other interviews for you to invest and have a look at. Really appreciate you having a look around. And if you did kind of like enjoy what you were listening to and just enjoying it a little bit, give it a share for us uh, or tell some friends or just send the link for the podcast to somebody and introduce us to them because we really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, as always, you'll hear the news first on our podcast Twitter page at RGM Pod. Uh, the video of this, uh, the video's coming out as well uh, for the uh, for this interview later on in the week. So stay tuned to the RGM socials when this will be announced soon. It will be on first announced for Can't Speak Today. It will be announced first at, at RGM Pod on Twitter. Invest in Spangled. Follow follow them on the socials. Give the new tunes a, a spin. Um, it's all very much appreciated. Buy some merch. Enjoy your week ahead, guys. Do keep telling us about the gigs that you're going to. And you know, when you discover a new band, tell us as well because we don't know everybody. Uh, we love discovering new music. Tag us into stuff. Share you know share the love of the music loving community around on on the socials. The bands really appreciate it. Yep, and you might find your next band, eh? Next favourite band, anyway. So, ladies and gentlemen, I've been banging on and off. You know what to do. Spread the word. Enjoy the shows. Have a look over the um, archives, and I'll see you next week for a bit more, eh? Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Cheers, guys. And many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at Scotsmenswear.com. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback... And you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe. Tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support. And we'll see you next week.